Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast to chase innovation. My goal in having this podcast is to bring ideas, people, and inspiration together to create an impact for innovation. Innovation is making something new and better, bringing a change that equals positive growth. It's not always the easiest process, but hopefully by spending some time with me, you can get some ideas about what innovation can become. In this episode, we are going to explore the anomaly of the worksheets and PowerPoint presentations and the heavy weight that it holds in classrooms and business presentations today. And also consider what innovations need to happen as we continue to move forward. Welcome everyone to this episode of To Chase Innovation. I am so excited and thankful that you are here joining me uh, for this episode. Uh, Today, I wanted to start this episode off with a question. If a lesson is missing a worksheet or a PowerPoint presentation, does learning actually happen? It's kind of similar to the phrase, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it, did it really fall? Well, yes, of course it fell. Can learning happen in a classroom without a worksheet and a, and a PowerPoint presentation or a lecture? Absolutely, it can. The challenge that we that comes is within the realm of this life that we are so conditioned as a learner and as a teacher. As a learner, we are conditioned to have a piece of paper in our hands or a picture to look at on the screen or a list of words to have on a slide show um, that we need to look at. But if someone gets up and presents and they don't hand you a piece of paper and they don't put up a PowerPoint slide, it can become uncomfortable. There's a lot of opportunities for change, but where does that come from? During the 2020 Olympics, which were really in the summer of 2021, I was watching the practice sessions of Simone Biles on the beam with my kids. Um, They looked in awe as she was doing her routine, flips, cartwheels, things like that, moving moving gracefully through her practice. And then it happened. She fell off the beam. My kids were beside themselves. Daddy, she fell. What does that mean? She's not. Is she not good enough? Did she lose? It was an awesome opportunity for us to discuss and dive into the importance of practice, perseverance, and failure. The reason Simone Biles is the best gymnast in the world is because she was willing to practice the hardest and fall the most and fail at her practice in order to perfect her skills for those competitions. You know, innovation is so hard, the devil is telling us not to do it. Yet, if we were to lean into the hard, embrace the failures, we're able to see incredible growth on the other side. Mark Batterson wrote a book called Chasing the Lion. And he writes, the cure for the fear of failure isn't success. The cure for the fear of failure is failure in small enough doses that we build up an immunity to it. Think about this. Since returning back into the classroom, at least in the U.S., since the lockdown, so really, let's call it the 2021-2022 school year, uh, the paper budgets in schools have skyrocketed. Because so many teachers had to go online for, for such an amount of time that they needed to come back and have that 2019 mindset, the control, the connection, the emotional experiences of making copies 
fell back into with that muscle memory into their classrooms. So there wasn't any innovation. The tools that they used, the ideas and strategies that they embraced to do online teaching were pushed back to the wayside because the paper and the copier was there for them to use. But we are here to chase innovation. Think about this. The printing press was a world-changing innovation. Gutenberg in 1436 created the printing press that allowed for books to be reproduced faster. They didn't have to be written by hand. More information could be spread around the world in a much more efficient amount of time. The days of the scribes had all but start to come to an end. Fast forward 600 years later and Gutenberg's printing press invention has modified into some incredible, incredible innovations. HD color, copy 500 pages in a matter of minutes, front and back copies included with a staple, printing from the cloud. What once was an innovation in the 1400s, though, has now become a weight that is holding us back in what we do in our modern day. Being able to create, collaborate, reproduce, and develop online has changed the way business and education can work. Tools like Google Drive, Microsoft Teams, and other cloud-based systems are allowing for professionals not only uh, to store information in the cloud, but to also take on the proverbial life of George Jetson and live in the cloud. Yet our teachers are using more paper and our students are asking for more paper and our parents are saying, I didn't do it in school like this, so why should my kids be doing it like this? Where's the worksheets? But what happened to all that information and those ideas that we had when we had to be online? There was a TikTok that I saw during the, uh, towards the end of the, the lockdown experience here in the U.S., where a student was showing how to access the code of a website to find the answers in certain learning management systems. So a student could simply tap a couple keys on their keyboard, open up the code, know exactly where to look, and the answers for the online quizzes were right there. I wasn't surprised by this video because I think the students are the the best innovators and problem solvers that we have. I was surprised by the comments that were on the TikTok video. Teachers were in an outcry saying, why are you doing this? This is so inappropriate. This is cheating. This is not how learning is supposed to happen. And you see other student responses saying, giving me a PowerPoint that's 10 years old is not learning either. So we have to find a way to change. It was really interesting to be able to consider that both parties were crying out for something that needed to change. The students were looking for a new way to learn because they were so bored, they just figured out a way to cheat the system. And the teachers were so stuck in the past on what their lectures and worksheets were supposed to do that they felt out of control because they were in an online system that could be manipulated. that here's the challenge. Teachers should be looking at these as opportunities to grow. Can I innovate my procedure to make an ungoogleable question? Can I create learning experiences that don't depend on a test, that don't depend on the notes that a student takes, but rather the experience that they discover? Can I do my job without worksheets? Can I do my job with only six words on my PowerPoint slide. 
I had this experience when I was a teacher. I had finished my first year of teaching. I had heavily depended on the curriculum binder, heavily depended on worksheets and activities that way. It was one of my first years, so I was just limping along trying to keep my head above water. And I happened to have my students from the previous year in my same classroom, and I was able to sit and watch. And so as they came into the class at the beginning of the year, the teacher started to ask very simple review questions from when I had them at the end of the year. We had only granted there is the summer slump. I understand that. But every student in that classroom stared at that teacher blankly when he asked simple questions about what we had done. I had thought we had covered them really well. Yet here they were staring at him blankly, not knowing what they were supposed to answer, whether out of choice or just simply not remembering. It was in that moment that I knew that I had to change. They had to take that binder and those worksheets and move them to the side and do something different. So I looked up and started to develop some project-based learning experiences. I remember the moment that I stood in front of my classes and I said, in Mr. Williams' class, you will never have another test that you'll have to take. And the joy that they had on their face was awesome. But then there was that one student who was processing it a little faster. And he raised his hand and he said, but wait, Mr. Williams, if we have no tests, what are we going to do? And that's when we started diving into project-based learning, embracing strategies like menus and choice boards, allowing, allowing the students to choose how they showcase their understanding of the content and the stories that we were studying and to be able to create from their passions, having kids create Minecraft presentations or using HTML5 to code a website to do certain things, to tell the story and build the connections that they wanted to make. In the end, there were a lot of mistakes made. And every year I changed or or modified the projects that we did. But ultimately, we were able to make an incredible impact on their learning. Maybe they remembered it a little more, maybe they didn't. But at least it was something that they were owning. They weren't just consuming from me. As you think about this, like Simone Biles on on the beam, like the tree in the forest, those changes have to happen. Are you going to lean in to those challenges when they come? Are you going to look at that stack of paper that you've uh, made from the copy machine and say, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do? Or are you going to make a change? Are you going to look at the tools that you have available? Are you going to look at the teacher next door and consider what they do and see what could happen and what differences they could make uh, if you collaborated with them? The goal is to innovate. And the goal is to see and think about what could happen if you changed what has always been into something that's never been done before. I hope that you take these opportunity and these ideas and think about ways that you can change one small bit at a time. Like Mark Batterson said in his book, the cure for the fear of failure isn't a success. The cure for the fear of failure isn't a success. The cure for the fear of failure is a failure in small enough doses that we build up an immunity to it. Good luck, my friends, and keep innovating. Thank you all for joining this episode of To Chase Innovation. Don't forget to 
subscribe to us wherever you listen to this content. Uh, Keep up to date with us as we release a new episode every week on Fridays. Uh, Keep innovating, keep trying, persevere, and most of all, uh, never stop learning. Thank you, everybody.